This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, August 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Farm groups secure amendments to several bills. Judge scraps Trump waters rule. Ag secures changes to bills on warehouses, N95 masks, and others. With a bill aimed at adding new labor protections for warehouse workers, lawmakers have now exempted facilities used for farm products. A coalition of employers argued the bill would lead to costly litigation, drive up warehouse costs, which would be passed on to consumers. California Farm Bureau remains opposed along with a broad business coalition. Amendments have also been added to a bill that would ensure farm workers have access to N95 masks when air quality drops. The measure had proposed deploying a Cal-OSHA strike team to ensure employers are in compliance with the new State 95 requirement. The author has softened that to instead recommend Cal-OSHA provide training materials and other outreach. The Farm Bureau now supports the measure. Previously, an appropriations committee had prevented the bill from creating a new and separate PPE stockpile dedicated to farm workers. A measure on repurposing fallowed farmland had been toned down slightly. The bill, sponsored by the Environmental Defense Fund, had focused on incentivizing specific practices like dryland farming and planting cover crops. Those provisions have been removed, but farm groups are still uneasy over language seeking permanent conversion of irrigated lands for ecosystem restoration. Tahoe evacuated, national forests closed. Communities in South Lake Tahoe were under evacuation orders yesterday that due to the Caldor Fire, which is threatening to crest the Sierra Nevada Range and drop into the Tahoe Basin. Fire experts worry the century-old cabins will further propel the fire's growth. As Tahoe's tourism-based economy drives to a halt, the fire is also threatening the fall agritourism season for Apple Hill Farms and Vineyards near Placerville, that according to the California Farm Bureau. And in response to extreme fire weather and record low moisture throughout Northern California, the USDA Forest Service has closed all national forests across the state ahead of the Labor Day weekend. Judge scraps Trump's water rule. The federal judge in Arizona singled out the impacts of the Trump administration's navigable waters protection rule on the southwest in deciding to vacate the rule yesterday. U.S. District Judge Rosemary Marquez noted that since the rule went into effect last year, more than 1,500 streams in Arizona and New Mexico had been deemed, quote, a non-jurisdictional ephemeral resource. She repeatedly cited concerns expressed by EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers over the rule's impacts on the nation's waters. The Biden administration is gathering input on a new rule to replace last year's version, but has not yet withdrawn it. The government asked the court to remand the rule, but allow it to remain in place. Arizona's farm groups intervened to defend the NWPR. The challenge was brought by tribes in Arizona and other states. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. 
USDA seeks applications from intermediary lenders for new heirs property program. Intermediary lenders can now apply for loans to participate in the USDA's new heirs property relending program, the department announced yesterday. USDA is encouraging cooperatives, credit unions, and nonprofit organizations to submit applications through August 29th for the competitive loans. Under the program, Farm Service Agency will loan up to $5 million at 1% interest to eligible lenders who will reloan funds to heirs to help restore title issues by financing the purchase or consolidation of property interests and financing costs associated with a succession plan, FSA said. Intermediary lenders should use the HPRP application form, FSA 2637, to apply. Republicans demand answers from USDA ahead of reconciliation process. Top Republicans on the House and Senate Agriculture Committees are asking Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack to explain increased nutrition aid spending in the face of unmet needs for producers. Despite trillions in federal spending related to COVID and hundreds of billions more being dedicated to non-COVID-related programs, U.S. farmers, ranchers, foresters, and rural communities remain vulnerable to the impacts of the pandemic and volatile inflation. The letter from Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas and Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania said, Bozeman and Thompson say they want answers before House committees soon begin consideration of the Democrats' $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. Robble Carbon Bank kicks off pilot program with five farms. Robble Carbon Bank is launching a pilot program with five farms, which will be compensated for using regenerative agriculture practices to enrich their fields' soils while capturing carbon from the air. Based on agronomic recommendations from the Continuum Ag, each farm has committed to implement a combination of practices to increase their soil's carbon content. Those practices may include reduced or no tillage cover crops, planting cash crops green into living cover crops, more robust crop rotations, precision ag practices, and a transition to natural fertilizer. The farms participating are in North Carolina, Iowa, and Arkansas and grow a variety of crops, including broccoli, corn, peanuts, uh, potatoes, rice, soybeans, sweet potatoes, tobacco, watermelons, and wheat. Robobank subsidiary Robo AgriFinance is facilitating the pilot program. Florida again claims ag losses because of Mexico. Florida has again released an analysis showing that cheap Mexican fruit and vegetables continue to unfairly take U.S. market share away from U.S. farmers. Our Florida farmers are used to weathering challenges from hurricanes to invasive species, and they are used to competition, Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed said in a statement yesterday. But they need timely and effective relief from the federal government to level the playing field because right now we know Mexico and others are not fighting fair. Farmers in Florida and other states were stung in February when the International Trade Commission ruled that imported blueberries were not a substantial cause of serious injury to U.S. producers. Sugarcane, other row crops in the path of Hurricane Ida. 
The nation's sugarcane crop likely took the biggest beating of any farm commodity from Hurricane Ida as it barreled northeast through Louisiana and Mississippi over the weekend and into yesterday. But some cotton, rice, and soybean acres may have been damaged as well. Ida made landfall just west of New Orleans at Port Fortune, Louisiana, as a Category 4 storm on Sunday with winds topping 150 miles an hour. This is roughly 45 miles west where Hurricane Katrina, a Category 3 storm, hit 16 years earlier on the same date. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Here's today's He Said It. We have a chance in the next few years to really have what I call a Mulholland moment for our future in this state. That Adele Hajad Khalil, new general manager of the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California, describing how the drought is a wake-up call for investing in water infrastructure. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, August 31st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.